a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 26th law. Keep your hands clean. Translation, translation. Jaren, hit us with that translation, man. All right, translation for this week is um, I believe everybody knows what it means to keep your hands clean. Yeah, right. but it's 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 not it's not uh <laughs> It's not literal. It's an idiom. Okay. So um, (laughs) just basically, if you got something, some dirty work to do, have somebody else do it. And that could be literal. Like, say, if you uh, if you got to, you know, like clean the toilets or something or changing the brakes. Why should you do it? Just have like you got a kid. Just have your kid do it. They can clean toilets now. (laughs) Taking around the trash cans. Keep those hands clean, man. Make somebody else do that. Yep. I got a 16-year-old that can do that for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. He can do all kinds of things. You shouldn't be lifting <laughs> a, a finger to do anything. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, good translation, sir. Thank you. I'll say a few words from the OG Robert Greene. You must seem a paragon of civility and efficiency. Your hands are never soiled by mistakes and nasty deeds. Maintain such a spotless appearance by using others as scapegoats and cat's paws to disguise your involvement. All right, so we have a couple more idioms here. Scapegoats and cat's paws. We'll discuss what those are in a little bit. In the law, it was broken down into two parts. And we're going to do this in one episode. The two parts are scapegoats and cat's paws. Part one, scapegoats. Okay. The OG alludes to an idea that in order to maintain your rep, it's about what you conceal, not what you reveal. So when it all goes down, you need a way to conceal your mistakes. It's not a matter of if it will happen. It's a matter of when it's going to happen because nobody's immune to mistakes, right? Remember in Law 24, Play the Perfect Courtier, we talked about never, ever being the bearer of bad news. Mistakes, they're bad news. This is the purpose of a scapegoat, your personal sacrificial lamb, if you will. In, in that law, it actually discussed having, you know, like you said, never being a bearer of bad news in the law 24. And so, yep. yeah, you would just send somebody else <laughs> to, you know, tell, you know, uh, little uh, Raymond that uh, today's going to be his last day and to pack up his things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have somebody else firing for you. You know, you're not supposed to do that. Yep. Okay. So, and so how how would you define a scapegoat? A scapegoat would just be basically, you know how like like rappers or just people in power they normally have well not people in power but some people have entourages and they have uh, you know just a bunch of guys around them. Yep. Well, a scapegoat would be that guy when your bus gets pulled over and they find, like, coke and weed on your bus. 
<laughs> well, guess who's taking that charge? <laughs> <laughs> you thought you was in this entourage for free? No, this is this is your job. You gotta take that charge. And that's a right. scapegoat. That's a, that's what a scapegoat is. Okay, thank you for the uh, street definition. We're a two-sided show, so I'm going to give you Miriam Webster's definition. A scapegoat is a person blamed for the wrongdoings, mistakes, or faults of others. Okay? And so, in that example that you gave, that yes. That sounds like exactly what I just said. That sounds like exactly <laughs> what you just said. So, I have another uh, example of a scapegoat. Remember back in July when uh, Melania Trump gave that speech that sounded very familiar to Obama's speech, oh, yeah. Michelle Obama's speech. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's because a portion of that was actually plagiarized. <laughs> right. Well, that speechwriter got fired like the day after. And in, that, in an interview, the speechwriter said that Melania Trump had read passages from Michelle Obama's speech. She kind of took those down as notes and somehow those passages ended up being in the final version. So this lady credited as being a speechwriter she was the scapegoat. She's a scapegoat. For all we know, yeah, that it, for all we know, it didn't even happen like that. Right. They probably made her say that it happened like that. So there, there's, there's another scapegoat. I got one more scapegoat. Uh, <laughs> remember back in November when Lil Wayne had his interview with ABC mm-hmm. and he went on his tirade about, you know, uh, Not he was anti-Black Lives yeah, Matter. Yeah, know a Black Lives. Yep. Well, you know, shortly thereafter, he fired his publicist. What did, what did the publicist do? Well, you know what? He did that interview and he said that nothing was off limits. And technically, he could have clammed oh, up and not said anything. Oh, he shouldn't have asked that anything. question. Yeah. Right, right, right. He could have clammed up. But instead, he talked. And he fired his publicist because, I guess, after the fact, the day after when he woke up, he realized that, yo, I probably shouldn't have said that stuff. He told his publicist, yo, I need you to make sure ABC doesn't air it. And ABC didn't return any calls or emails. And it aired, and Lil Wayne and his team fired the publicist. So that publicist was the scapegoat. I got, I got a couple, real okay. quick. All right, a couple of years ago, um, Nelly, he got pulled over. Just like I said, bus got raided by oh, the police. Oh yeah, he had all kinds of stuff on that bus. Did Nelly? Did Nelly ever do a day in jail? Well, he might have did a couple of hours when 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 it all went down. But yeah, initially. He definitely didn't get charged with anything. He didn't go to prison. I think they even said he had like meth or something on the bus. Yeah, like everybody was there. afraid, right? Like, everybody was like, yo, he got what is he doing with meth on the bus? <laughs> but Nelly didn't take that charge. He had he <laughs> no, had man. he had the guy on his roster. That's what that's this is your job. This is your turn. This is your time to shine. We got your family. We're gonna take care of your baby mama and your baby. Yeah, but guess what? You about to do seven you gotta years. Go. <laughs> yeah, you about to be gone to November of 2024. <laughs> also, um, your boy Diddy, he put this into play. He put this law of power oh. into play a while ago. You already know where I'm going with it. <laughs> oh. okay. Young young Hebrew uh, shine. He yep. uh, he did about about ten years. I mean, he he did a long time <laughs> behind. At least I think it was he got ten years. He might have did like eight or something, but he did a long. He time. He did a ton of years, and guess what? It was shine's time to shine. Excuse the pun, <laughs> but literally. <laughs> <laughs> but he had to take that charge. You know, I'm not sure who actually it was. It was a shooting, right? 
So yeah, I, I don't somebody know. got shot in the face or something. Man. Yeah, I don't know who actually did the uh, the shooting, but uh, Shine took that uh, charge. So he was the scapegoat. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you still missed your opportunity on that other show. I really didn't. I really didn't. <laughs> so the OG says it's wise to choose the most innocent victim possible as that sacrificial goat. Sean was the most innocent one? Out of everybody. Well, you know, there, he was the most no, innocent. No, no, no. Okay. He said it's wise to choose the most innocent one. Uh, I think Sean was the closest person to him other than Jennifer Lopez. So it wasn't going to be J-Lo. <laughs> J-Lo wasn't taking that one. <laughs> right. She wasn't taking that job. So Sean is like, like all right. Diddy's like, yo, I got a career. J-Lo was like, look, I'm an actress and a singer. Sean was like. They looked at Sean. <laughs> they looked at Sean and Sean was like, aw. <laughs> like, really? Uh... Yeah, so. The OG said it's wise to choose the most innocent victim possible because they're they're this, they're going to be the sacrificial goat. They won't be powerful enough to fight you. And in this case, he's the weakest link. But yeah. you know, between J Lo and Shine, yeah, Shine. Who, how's Shine going to fight back? I pay Shine, right? Yeah. And plus, I pay his lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that was a shot. <laughs> that was a shot because he did pay his lawyers. He didn't get any high class lawyers for him. Anyway. <laughs> And and the OG says that their naive protest appears to be cries from their guilt. Mm-hmm. All right, when they're like, oh, "What what happened? I I don't know. I I don't understand. I didn't even do nothing." It's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's what they all say. The OG also advises that you don't create a martyr. You must appear to be the victim yeah. at all times, right? You you, you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to make it seem like you're the bully and you're you're putting somebody in a bad situation you want to seem like the victim and in this case diddy did that very i was like diddy did that man (laughs) he did that very well diddy is truly a boss he he put this law into play yeah man and this is right around the time that this book came out this was like 2000 the book came out 99 he got the he got the first copy (laughs) diddy is with it yeah, man, you have to maintain this whole standpoint that your underlings incompetence was the reason for your failure. All right. You you have to be the victim. It wasn't your fault. I've seen this happen at work, too. And it's sad. Like, so at work, mm. there's a project manager who's new yeah. and there's a worker who's new. Yeah. The project manager. He didn't have a clue about how to run the project. The worker was new and she didn't understand the systems in the building. And she was pretty soft spoken. The project starts falling behind. Project manager blamed the soft-spoken worker, blamed her for being incompetent. Now, this project manager didn't do anything to train this lady, okay? But this soft-spoken lady gets pulled from the project, and the project continued to run poorly. Now, some people might say that that was wrong, what the project manager did, you know, for blaming that soft-spoken lady. But the point is, that project manager was a person in power. His head was on the chopping block. And you can't tell management it's my fault. That's bad news. You right. can't tell him that, right? right? So instead, he found a scapegoat. That's exactly what he did. And her cries for not understanding what went wrong made her look even worse. I've seen it happen exactly the way the OG explained it. And, and so, now she has this rep for being incompetent and not knowing what's going on. Good grief. All right. And he basically saved his career, but he kind of ended hers. You know what I'm saying? Right. I got another one. All right. So this actually happened to me. I was used as a scapegoat before. Oh, wow. By, okay. um, by old manager. Her name is Emmy. 
I'm glad she's gone. She's not my manager anymore. Oh, okay, man, you 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 call out governments too? Eh, it's not really our government. Giving our government name? But Emmy, you yeah. must really feel some kind of way. Go ahead. I'm, yeah, I'm man. Ready. Like there was, was <laughs> I can't remember the exact situation, but basically it was just a situation where something messed up. I told her it was actually like her fault. She was supposed to fix it because I actually left for the day. Okay. And like some kind of you know um, some kind of big payment went out, like a million dollar payment, and it got returned back to us because the banking information wasn't right still wasn't right because she was supposed to fix it she didn't fix it and i had an email and everything and she straight up tried to pin that on me and i was like emmy they sent the banking information after i was off i wasn't even (laughs) at work anymore and she still tried to pin it on me and so i could have kept fighting it because they like brought me in to talk about it and everything but so here's a hot take though so I was on some I ain't no snitch kind of stuff, right? Right. But you know what? People who aren't snitches are scapegoats. They are voluntarily mm. scapegoats. They are volunteering themselves because they want to be so dang on hard and they want this street credit that, you know, is redeemable for nothing but a pack of Newports maybe every now and then. But they, right. but they want this street credit so badly that they're not going to snitch and guess what, sir? You are a number one prime example for for a scapegoat. So maybe Sean was on some eyeing snitching stuff, and Diddy knew that that's what he was about, or Puffy at that time knew that's what he was about. And he was like, you know what? Sean ain't going to snitch. Scapegoat. Because J-Lo, she would have snitched. Right. She would have told it all. Right. But she didn't have to, though, because it's like, look, I got this guy who ain't saying nothing. So don't you say nothing. A we don't violent, even talk to so you. So the, the people who's like snitches get stitches and they don't believe in snitching, that's your voluntary scapegoat. And anybody that you know is like that, that's your guy. You know what? Actually, I was mentoring, I was mentoring a guy at my job because he's new. And he's in a situation where he's being mistreated at work. And he is the scapegoat. He is the scapegoat all the time. As a matter of fact, I didn't look at it that way at the time, but you're totally right. If you don't snitch, you're the snake scapegoat. So he told me, hey, you know what? I d- I'm like, have you told anybody about it? I was like, no, I, I don't want to snitch on him. And I was like, look, man, snitching is when. And so, listeners, you need to understand what snitching is. Snitching is when you're doing something wrong and you get caught doing that wrongdoing. And then you want to take everybody down with you. That's snitching. Yep. However, if you've done nothing wrong and somebody's trying to do something wrong to you, that's not snitching. I mean, like if you go tell on that person or you try to set it straight or you try to get it right. No, you're trying to bring yourself justice. So I have to tell that young man, no, you're not snitching. It's not like you were with this person doing, you know, uh, belittling other people. This person's just belittling you. So if you bring him to justice, you are not snitching. So in that case, in your situation too, Jaren, actually, I don't think that would have been snitching. Actually, I left a part out. I did leave a part out. I did have some fault in that. And I remember admitting that, like, this is my part. But I was like, this isn't totally on me. Uh, And she didn't want to take her part. So, yeah, as you just told that story, that just reminded me, like, I did have some piece of the problem, which I was completely cool with. But she wasn't admitting her part, and that's when I was like, you know what, I ain't going to snitch, though. Oh, okay. Okay, so you did have a little bit of... All right, so there you go. Um, so I'm glad we discussed so that. So listeners, to be a scapegoat. Yep, so listeners out there, if you didn't do any wrongdoing and you had no parts of it, 
Go ahead and run your mouth. It's not snitching. Go ahead and bring that wrong to justice, especially if it's wrong against you. Why would I, why would I let somebody rob my house or, or break in my car and I know who it is and not tell? Why would I do that? That's crazy. I mean, unless I was breaking in cars with that person or something. But anyway, moving right along, we're going to go to part two now. And part two is make use of the cat's paw. What is a cat's paw, you may ask? Well, it's an idiom that describes a person that is used by someone else as a tool to carry out an unpleasant or dangerous task. And this thing comes from a fable, a fable where a monkey conned a cat into using his paw to pull roasting chestnuts from a fire. Now, spoiler alert, the monkey ate all the chestnuts, the cat got burnt paws, and that cat didn't get any of the chestnuts. As a person in power or attempting to attain power, there's going to be some tasks along the way that are undesirable, unpleasant, dangerous, but they have to be done. It's necessary that they're done. This is the time that you go find you a cat's paw. Yeah, I would say the cat's paw, I've seen it a few times. Um, I'm not sure if I've actually been the cat's paw but I've definitely seen it in movies before okay and the one that comes to mind the first one that came to mind this is like the most like egregious like example of this cat's paw so there's a movie called Red Sonia from back in the 80s I've never seen that okay so it it stars uh, Brigitte Nielsen who later became famous for being married to Flavor Flav Yep. And uh, it also had a, a young man named Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. And it was basically like a ripoff of Conan. I don't know if you know the Conan movies. I know Conan. Right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they. So Red Sonja looks just like a Conan movie. And didn't wasn't Bridget Nielsen and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Wasn't they a thing? I think it was before? Sylvester Stallone, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew it was one of them. One of them. Okay. One of them big guys. So, <laughs> so anyway, Red Sonja in the beginning. They, so basically, this the, the evil uh, the evil women, whoever they were, they were trying to uh, obtain this like this glowing green stone. And okay. so the, the 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 evil queen or whatever, she walked in, walked into the room, and was like, she told one of her henchmen, grab the stone. And the henchman went to grab the stone, and then the producers jump cutted him out of the scene. Which, I mean, <laughs> I guess he's supposed to disappear or something, but they just jump cut it. <laughs> it's the 80s, man. It's the 80s. It was a very terrible effect. It just said, pew, and he just disappeared. And then she told this other girl to touch it, and she touched it, and nothing happened because she was a virgin. So that little henchman who had his five seconds of fame, who got jump cut it out, he was the cat's paw. Mm, okay I think right that, that was a good yeah. example of that yeah one. that's an example the OG says that it should be someone that's not in the immediate circle so they don't know how you plan to use it the nameless henchman who just was there to protect he had no idea <laughs> what he was there for he was just following orders yep yep now there are plenty of people out there who don't mind doing you favors especially if you appeal to their interests they'll pretty much do anything if you ask them to, okay, uh, they'll they'll bust down a door with a battering ram and 
then you can just simply walk in. They do the dirty work. Your hand, your hand stay sanitized clean. I have a couple of examples of cat's paws. Okay. All right. And I've been to cat's paw and you might have been a cat's paw. So <laughs> walking through the mall, have you ever seen those kiosks with all the toys and the colorful battery powered little gadgets and such? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, try walking down the mall with your kid, your two year old, three year old kid. That kiosk person, he just used your kid as a cat's paw. Have you noticed, like for me, this, this is how it is for me. I've noticed that those toy kiosk people, they never talk to you. They never try to pull me to the side. They're nothing like the cell phone people or the shoe cleaner people or the jewelry kiosk uh, because they don't have to. No. They have the kids do the dirty work. Yep. 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 The kid, the kid is the cat's paw. Yeah. Those jerks. All right. I got another time. I was oh, at a. Oh, 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 go ahead. Let me let me jump in because mine is related to yours. Another example of a cat's paw um, where they're using your kid as the cat's paw is the grocery store. The grocery store intentionally puts the colorful kitty candies towards the bottom <laughs> yep. of, of, those, of those aisles, of those checkout aisles, and like all the mints and stuff that you know kids ain't gonna want. That's all on the top. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Right in their reach, right? Yep. Here, that I want one of these. Get that last right. couple of dollars out, you. In your home, Jaren, are you generally the disciplinarian? Disciplinarian when it comes to the kitties? Actually, I'm not. You're I, not? I always left that up to the woman to like to actually put down like a spanking. Well, whether it's a spanking or just it's discipline doesn't. I mean, I get I get, I get firm whether... talking tos. Yeah, yeah. All but right. Still, well, it still house, didn't. It still didn't follow me though. Okay, in my house, my wife often says, "Wait till your dad gets home," or "Dad, you know, calling me down to be the disciplinarian." You know, kind of like the good cop, bad cop. And I generally deal out the discipline. My wife is using me as a cat's paw, and I didn't even realize it to this law. <laughs> she's, the good, she's the good cop most of the time, and generally I'm the bad cop. I do the dirty work. She keeps her hands clean, unless there's something really, really wrong. Okay. So, boom. I'm a cat's paw. The OG says, if you're temporarily weakened and need time to recover, it will often serve you well to use those around you both as a mm, screen mm, to hide mm, your mm, intentions mm. and as a cat's paw to do your work for you. I got one for this. So when I listened to that, the first thing I thought of was Nino Brown. <laughs> okay. Nino Brown. And, and also I thought of uh, when he said use those around you, like when you're weakened, yeah. it's like using a human shield. So True. don't you know when you're under, on the movies, when they're under fire and, you know, it seems like they're out outnumbered. What do they do? They grab a guy, and he becomes the human shield. He takes all them bullets. The most innocent guy. Yeah. <laughs> most soft-spoken guy. They Nino, never grab anybody aggressive. Right. I've never seen anybody right. fight back from a human shield. Nino, Nino Brown's the worst at this. Nino Brown was at that wedding, and them Italian guys came in there shooting him up. Nino Brown didn't, gra- didn't grab G-Money. He didn't grab Pookie. Well, Pookie wasn't there yet. But... He grabbed a little girl yeah, and used her as the human shield. The weakest one there was the human shield. Yeah. So, yeah, that reminds me of human shield. <laughs> Hopefully you're not grabbing people for human shields. Hopefully you're not that street to where you need to right, use a human right. shield. <laughs> Dude, if you that street, you need to be doing something different than <laughs> listening to this podcast. 
I'm glad you finding time to listen to us, but you need to be finding ways to protect yourself because right. people are probably looking for you. Right. <laughs> the OG advises that you look for a powerful third party that shares an enemy with you. Then take advantage of their superior powers to deal blows, which would have cost you much more energy since you're weaker. Yeah, and that that kind of reminds me of that old saying, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend or okay. ally or however that goes. Yep. And lastly, he talks about always searching out for the overly aggressive as a potential cat's paw because they are often more than willing to get into a fight and you can choose just the right fight for your purposes. And this just reminds me of high school or just being in the early 20s, those aggressive, really tough types, right? You can easily instigate a fight and they'll be right in the middle of it. They wouldn't think twice about it. Their aggressive, never back down attitude will have them fighting for anything. They don't even realize that they're doing somebody else's dirty work. And so how does, just, so, so you, you would use that person as, so you got beef with somebody and so you just get the 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 savage who's always fighting and have him yeah. like tell him like, hey, uh, TJ said, you know, your breath stink. Right. And then exactly. now he's mad at TJ. You kinda... Now you don't have to put the work in to beat him up, but this savage, the savage will go get get you. Definitely, there's a there's a TV show on HBO from HBO, a series called Oz. Have you ever seen that series? Dude, yeah. Oz the prison series. Of okay. course. Like, come on, man. <laughs> All right, I'm just asking, bro. I gotta ask. <laughs> bro, well, yeah, I just this... told. That's funny. Uh, real quick, it's funny you said that. I just told somebody today. I swear, I told a KB who was on a show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I told her that eyes raised me. <laughs> I learned so much from eyes. So yeah, exactly. Well, that that show has a lot of cat paw usage in there. Yeah. What's the Irish kid's name? The Irish O'Reilly. guy? O'Reilly. He was the grand master oh of Cat's Paw. Oh yeah. He right? ran so he ran when, the prison essentially. It was he was the he was the man. Yeah, everything that happened in that prison was because he made it happen. He, he made a lot touch, of moves, yeah. Yeah, and he and he didn't touch anything. His Nothing. hands were never dirty. Yep. Yep. So he was really good with that. So in the keys to power, the OG made a statement about how people are people who are truly powerful never seem to be in a hurry. Those people know how to delegate and find the right people to work while they're save why they save their energy and keep their hands clean. And he also talked about people who believe that they should just do the dirty work themselves. I just do it myself. (laughs) If you think that people will respect you and fear you more, you're wrong. Just doing the dirty work yourself. People are actually view as ugly and abusive over time you know if you keep being this person you you're this powerful person and you keep doing this dirty work you got to keep your hands clean the crime bosses they're not touching any yeah. work like you think about the godfather and he never whipped out whipped out the tommy gun and shoot nobody ever like he never even raised his voice really you know but you look at like joe pesci his character on uh on a uh, casino he was doing all the dirty work <laughs> he was a bully and guess what he got he had to dig his own grave and he got killed in the end <laughs> spoiler alert oh sorry thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that came out in 94 like, I up? never no I never seen Casino I want, I want to see Joe Pesci in Casino oh oh he killed himself yeah thanks a lot Jaren uh, I mean it was kind of <laughs> yeah and also in, in the end of Titanic the Titanic no, shit dude, sinks don't, don't, don't do it 
there might also be times where you have to carry out those not so positive but necessary actions just make sure you don't appear to be the one behind the action you need to find you a cat's paw so at the end of the day hold on, hold on. speaking of titanic rose used leonardo dicaprio as the cat's, as paw. cat's paw. <laughs> <laughs> yo she she he saved her life he, he they waited on the ship uh, the back of the ship until it finally hit the water and <laughs> he got the little debris, you know, so she could float on it. And it right. was plenty of space for him to get on there, but she just didn't let him on. She didn't let him go and find some more debris to float on. She just like <laughs> she just yeah. used the bed to save her life and just let him float away. She just let him go. Dude. <laughs> That's terrible. Savage. And there is a reversal. Alright. The cat's paw and the scapegoat must be used with extreme caution and delicacy. If you get caught using people as cat's paws and and scapegoats, you will be blamed and suspected for actions and situations that you didn't even participate in. Alright? So, be careful about using cat's paws and scapegoats because you can't predict everything and something is bound to go wrong. Alright? So, you want to use that uh, infrequently. So, I mean, you might not agree with what we just said. You might not agree with the book, and that's cool. You don't have to agree with everything from the book. But at the end of the day, I think it is true that there are powerful people out there who will use you as a scapegoat or a cat's paw in an instant. Make sure that you are not the scapegoat. Make sure that you're not the most innocent one there being the human shield. Make sure you're not the cat's paw. Exactly. And that's what I was thinking. You know, this law, and TJ and I talked about it before, it seemed a little negative. But like you just said, TJ, I think the best way for our listeners, the thing to take away from this would be don't be that cat's paw. Don't be that, that scapegoat. You know, I, I can't encourage anybody to, to use people as human shields and stuff. But just make sure you're not the one being used. Exactly. All right. And so this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Podcast. And as always, we encourage you to go and get your own copy of Robert Greene's, Sir Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. It's just Robert Greene with with uh, three E's, because if you put Sir Robert, that's going to bring up some dude we went to middle school with. That's not <laughs> so. Get your own copy. You get the audiobook like we listen to, or get your hard copy um, if you are feeling nostalgic. And as you know, I'm always hearing these rumors about Robert Greene and what he's up to. And I heard that he saw he just saw Get Out last week. Oh, okay, good movie. Yeah, and he's actually wanting to do that procedure, except he wants to do it like with dogs. And, like, you know that's super-duper expensive. I mean, these people devoted their lives to this procedure. So, (laughs) you know it costs a lot of money, so he needs your support. And just because you get Robert Greene's book doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. Just like just because you have us doesn't mean you don't need Robert Greene's book. I would say Robert Greene's book, it's like... A new pair of Allen Edmonds dress shoes, handcrafted with premium leather. They're beautiful, and sure, you can put them on and take them off pretty easily if you like. But how much easier would it be if you had a premium platinum shoehorn 
we are that shoehorn. Use us as the tools to complement Robert Greene's writings. We make the words fit easy. Jeez, yeah. man, you're talking that big talk, that big Jay Z type, that big Jay Z talk. Let me Yo, look. Dog, look. I, you just t- you just talked about how how Robert Greene be getting it. He need our support. <laughs> okay, let me let me bring it back down to earth for the people who who can't afford eight hundred dollars shoes. <laughs> so Robert Greene is like those fresh navy blue dickies, and we are like that starch the stay flow <laughs> i thought you was gonna say stay flow come nah, on we like man. the starch man i, I can't think of the brand <laughs> we like the starch <laughs> and next week we have law 27 which is play on people's need to believe to create a cult like following nice okay and as always, again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Oh, we do have a podcast where we talk about all kinds of things, all kinds of random stuff. And uh, I can't remember what we talked about the last podcast, but what did we talk about, TJ? Uh, don't matter. Okay, it doesn't. It. Yeah, let's go check it. It's right <laughs> there. All right, so this has been another episode of Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast for people who wash their hands before they touch their. Oh, you can't say that, dog. You have to. You know what that's from? <laughs> yes, dog. Where is it from? I know where that's from. That's from the uh, Don King movie. Yep. American I thought she's going. I, was, I thought she's. Yeah, American Dream. I think. I thought she's going to say it's from that song. I know somebody else said it in a song too. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> no, dog. You really gotta. You can't be talking about touching your. your... Okay. This is the podcast for people who wash their hands before they touch their junk. Peace. <laughs> Enrich your life. Attain your goals. Thank you for listening to The Corporate Street. The Corporate Street. The Corporate Street. Powercast. 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 Powercast.